Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the FCS Fever Podcast, where we turn up the heat on FCS football, available wherever you get your podcasts. The FCS Fever Podcast, presented by Betfred Sports and part of the Aaron Torres Media Feed. I'm Chris Sylvester, and this is our Week 7 Recap Show. Down goes NDSU. We've got a new number one in the FCS. South Dakota State keeps the marker in Brookings with a comeback victory over the Bison in the Fargo Dome over the weekend. Down goes Montana. Grizzlies handed their first loss of the season by rival Idaho. We'll chat with the voice of the Vandals, Chris King, later on in the podcast, and we'll break down what's worth breaking down across the weekend that was in FCS football. We'd like to remind you that the FCS Fever podcast is presented by Betfred Sports. When you play in the Betfred Sportsbook, no one gives out more free bonuses than Betfred. The more you bet, the bigger the bonus. The good news, they'll be putting out lines for FCS games all season long. Committed to being the best book anywhere for fans of FCS football, Betfred is one of Europe's biggest sportsbooks. Started in 1967 by Fred Dunn. Now in the U.S., they've hit the market in a big way. Official betting partner of the Denver Broncos, Colorado Rockies, and Cincinnati Bengals. Currently licensed, Arizona, Colorado, Iowa, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Louisiana, Washington, and soon, Ohio. Sign up today, place a $50 bet this weekend, and Betfred will give you a bonus $250 when you bet. Nobody does more for their bettors than Betfred Sports. No game was bigger than the Dakota marker in the FCS. First number one versus number two matchup in the FCS since 1992. It's been a great rivalry. It's been the best rivalry, the most consistent rivalry, the rivalry with the most buzz around FCS football, South Dakota State, North Dakota State. And, well, the Jackrabbits had the Bison's number of late, despite North Dakota State seemingly rolling that over and snoozing through the rest of the season and kicking back through the early stages of the playoffs and winning yet another national title. I mean, they've won nine of the last 11 national titles. You'd be foolish to not call them the kings of FCS football, and they've been that for quite a while. But there were a ton of concerns coming into this game for North Dakota State following the Arizona loss. And and let's 
kind of remember what that Arizona loss is compared to the previous six FBS games, which were all wins for North Dakota State. Remember, North Dakota State in 2016, they didn't just beat Iowa. They beat a ranked Iowa team. They beat a decently good Kansas State team. They beat a whatever Big Ten team in Minnesota previous to that. So, look, North Dakota State, they they had put together Power 5 wins, some of them more convincing than others. But, you know, there was a, a belief there for a while that, North Dakota State, they're, they're best teams. And look, they're, they're best teams, and maybe they're not best teams. We're still winning national titles. I mean, that's how dominant they've been at this level. But losing to a bottom-tier Pac-12 team that the following week went to Cal and lost, and, well, Cal just lost to Colorado, perhaps one of the worst, if not the worst, FBS team in the country, uh, that that spelled a little bit of trouble for North Dakota State, not being able to beat Arizona. Certainly, you can't often say that an FCS should beat a Power 5 team, but if there was ever a world where North Dakota State is a legit number one coming out of the FCS should have beaten a Power 5. It was probably a year like this against a program like Arizona in this rebuilding stage that they are, one of the youngest teams at the Power 5 level. But NDSU couldn't do it, and... I think a lot of people just expected them to, to rip to shreds their remaining competition leading up to this Dakota marker game. Didn't happen. It just it didn't happen. And look, North Dakota State, for 30 minutes on Saturday, put together what looked like a number one team in the FCS half of football. But what happened in the second half kind of brung out some of the concerns of why North Dakota State shouldn't have been number one going into this game. I, I came on here last week when we recapped the weekend prior, week six, when North Dakota State snuck by Indiana State, that, look, I mean, their resume, their resume didn't scream number one. Their resume, you know, may have not even be worth, been worthy of top five. And I, I understand how rankings work. I understand that, look, I, I know – that you know, if, if Alabama had a, a soft six-game schedule at the jump and uh, you know barely snuck by a few of the teams, that they'd probably still be hanging around in the top five. I just I didn't understand why NDSU was still the top team in the country because they hadn't done anything through six games to show that they're the top team in the FCS. South Dakota State, on the other hand, while they lost at Iowa, they had bounced back. I thought rather nicely after the two-point win against Davis. You know, they played a, a Butler team from the PFL and then kind of got into a little bit of a tougher Missouri Valley schedule than what North Dakota State had up until the marker game. They beat Missouri State by a couple of touchdowns on the road. They blew out rival South Dakota by 25 points, trailing 21-7 at the half. And if you watched the first half of that Dakota marker game, you would have thought, man, North Dakota State's the better football team. A lot of areas where South Dakota State is simply outmatched. But it was what we highlighted previewing the game. And look, I, I did pick North Dakota State to win this game. I, I just thought, look, close game, rather low-scoring game. NDSU, yes, they've been struggling. But I, I do expect Coach Entz and company to, to right the ship, figure this thing out. And it's as if North Dakota State went into the locker room at halftime and thought, you know what, 
we're up 14 points. This is cool. It, it almost reminded me of the game they had a couple of weeks ago against Youngstown State where, where you know, they're, they're up pretty sizably in the second half, and they kind of just kick back and relax. I mean, they were shut out in the second half against a South Dakota State defense that to this point in the season has impressed me way more than the South Dakota State offense. Now, look, I, I got to give a lot of credit. Mark Ranowski was nails. They used him in ways they needed to use him to win this football game. 16 to 21, 152 yards. And, and the biggest factor there, no picks, no turnovers. For, for a guy that missed the entire fall season last year, I know he had success leading them to the national title game in the spring. But this was a huge step for this guy who's only getting better week by week. Isaiah Davis, awesome. Eight yards a carry, 14 rushes, 114 yards. Amar Johnson added 89 yards on the ground, a touchdown. No Tucker Craft. There was some noise that the FCS's top tight end prospect, NFL prospect, would play. It sounds like he's been cleared to go this week, but South Dakota State goes to North Dakota and Grand Forks. But I thought it was all around, despite struggling and having just a touchdown through the first half of the game, I thought the offense for South Dakota State stayed composed. And look, the defense just stepped up when it absolutely had to. I don't know if you can attribute some of the second-half struggles for NDSU to the play calling. Because Cam Miller wasn't bad. 17-22, 227 yards, two touchdowns. That rushing offense, which averages more than 200 yards a game on the ground, South Dakota State, they were ready for it. You could tell they planned for it. Hunter Lepke did not look like himself. 15 carries, 58 yards. Tameric Williams had one carry. And the turmoil kind of leaks, and it kind of continues, especially when the bar is so high at a program like NDSU. Phoenix Sproles, the leading returning receiver who just hadn't been used that much in the offense. You don't know what happening, what's happening behind the scenes. But he just hopped in the transfer portal today. And, and he's going to go somewhere else. And he could easily go to an FBS or maybe another top-tier program in the FCS. So you, you, you start to really get concerned about what's going on with this 2022 North Dakota State team. And look, I mean, they, they outperformed South Dakota State for much of the game on Saturday. I have a lot of trust that they can get this thing turned around. But I don't think there's a better time for a bye week to try and get right or light a fire because this, this just isn't the NDSU that we've been accustomed to seeing the last decade. They, they haven't been dominant. They haven't been mistake-free. They've had a lot of questionable in-game decisions. And look, South Dakota State, they are the new number one. They did a lot of things to impress me. But it, I, I can't walk away from this saying that South Dakota State is for sure the best team in the FCS. I, I think Montana State fully healthy can be in that conversation. I think Sacramento State is very much in that conversation. They still 
have not trailed in a game this year. Only FBS, FCS team to have that feat almost two months into the season. And you have to throw Weber State in that conversation. You have to throw Weber State into that conversation. Clean slate, knocking the brakes off of everybody they play that they should beat. Beat Utah State by four touchdowns. Utah State's looking pretty good now that Mount West play has started. There's a lot up in the air, and I think it's a good thing ultimately for the FCS because you can usually just pencil the Bison down in, in Frisco, and I'm sure a bunch of Bison fans already have their hotel reservations made for Frisco. But I'd say pump the brakes on that because at this rate, NDSU, should they lose one more game? And I think that's a real possibility if they can't turn things around quickly. They're not getting a top eight seed, which means maybe two games at the Fargo Dome in the postseason. Not taking anything away from South Dakota State. I think they're legit. I think they're national championship good. I'd like to see a little more progress from that offense. I'd like to see the passing game open up just a little bit more. But I, I like the maturity of Gronowski. I love the way he managed the offense. I love the way he played mistake-free football in, in a place where it's not easy to not make mistakes, hostile environment like that. Hats off to Coach Stig. I mean, he, he said preseason, we've talked about this a lot, that this might be his best offense. I, I don't think that's the case. But this could be his best team in his 26 years as the head coach. Look, it was a good game. It was a good game. It was all that you could hope for. Came down to the end. North Dakota State had the ball with time. Field goal would have won it for the Bison. Just couldn't get it done. That South Dakota State defense was the story of the second half. And, and you know, frankly, they do deserve that number one ranking right now. And we'll kind of see how, how things shake out because I don't think it's going to be a walk in the park going to Grand Forks this weekend. We did tell you to hammer that under. We had it at the Betfred Sportsbook before most other books did. It was set at 46.5. Well, the two teams played to 44 points in this year's regular season Dakota marker matchup. Elsewhere in the FCS, uh, notable scores and games to pass along. Central Arkansas keeping their playoff hopes alive, sitting at 3-4 and four now, 2-0 and oh in the A-Sun. They've got a gauntlet of a schedule the rest of the way and they'll probably have to win out. But a nice showing at Kennesaw State. Kennesaw State's probably done now. That triple option offense did not look good against the Bears. 51-24 Central Arkansas goes to Kennesaw State. They beat down the Owls team that announced that they're moving up to the FBS Conference USA in a couple of years. We felt like this would happen. Rhode Island coming off the bye week. They host Elon. Elon was undefeated in the CAA. Matt McKay doesn't lose many football games, but in a low-scoring defensive slugfest, Rhode Island gets a key win at home. They advanced to 2-1 and one in the CAA, 17-10 over the Elon Phoenix. I still think Elon's a really good football team. Still think they have a great chance to win the Colonial this year. Furman, they were tested at home. They snuck by Western Carolina, a game they absolutely needed to have. Furman moves to 5-2 and two with the lone blemish, a loss against Samford. Montana State, they brought back Tommy Malott this week, which was an interesting decision considering how well Sean Chambers did. Obviously, they still use Sean Chambers in different packages, but uh, they were given a lot of trouble on the road at Northern Colorado, trailing much of the first half and certainly turned it into another gear in the second half. They outscored 
the Bears and Greeley by 20 points after the break. 37-14, Montana State improves to 6-1, 4-0 in the Big Sky. Illinois State continues to be a sleeper out of the Missouri Valley. Another low-scoring game as they all but eliminate South Dakota from playoff conversation. 12-10, Illinois State takes care of the Coyotes in normal Illinois over the weekend. Southern Illinois, they stay hot, fifth straight win. Predictable on homecoming, they take down winless Western Illinois, 30-7. Man, I mean, I feel like how many times have we said this this year? Gardner-Webb has to be the best 2-5 and five team in the FCS. And you can put an asterisk next to the 2-5 and five because three of the losses have come against the FBS. A narrow loss at Coastal Carolina. They lost by a few touchdowns at Marshall. And I, I really thought that this was the week that Gardner-Webb was going to put all their skeletons behind them and, and get it done, collect the check, collect an FBS win, and kind of stay in that FCS playoffs conversation. They go to Liberty. They lead after three quarters, and they just couldn't get it done. 21-20, Liberty, 6-1, and one, good FBS program. They eke by Gardner-Webb. Gardner-Webb, I mean, what are you doing scheduling three FBS games? That's just a recipe for disaster when, you know, the barometer is usually about four losses to get into the FCS playoffs. Yeah, feel for them because they've been performing very well against FCS competition, their lone FCS loss against a really good Elon team. So I'm interested to see what Gardner-Webb does the rest of the way. Maybe a 6-5 and five finish with only two FCS losses could be something that the committee kind of takes a look at. We'll have to just wait and see if Gardner-Webb can uh, keep turning it up after this 2-5 and five start. But uh, like I said, three losses against FBS programs, two narrow losses against good teams. I think it's certainly something to look at later in the season. Richmond able to bounce back, putting Nova in a tough spot. Richmond 2010 over the Wildcats. Richmond, the Spiders now 4-2, and 2-1 two, two and in the Colonial. Nova, they've got to really turn up the urgency, sitting at 3-3, three and 1-2 three, and two in the CAA. Austin P. all over Murray State, 52-17. A homecoming of sorts for Lindsey Scott and UIW. They went back to Nichols this weekend. Scott, 27 of 36. Literally, he broke the scoreboard. I, okay, he didn't do it himself. But the scoreboard broke during this game. Obviously, we know all the gaudy numbers that UIW's put up. Lindsey Scott has put up this season. Five touchdown throws for the former Nichols quarterback going up against his uh, former bunch, former mates. UIW rolls. They are 6-1, 49-14 over Nichols. Mercer keeps rolling. Fred Payton is the best quarterback in the FCS that you haven't heard of. 23-35, 383, five touchdowns. 55-burger for Mercer at home against East Tennessee State. That should set up a doozy on the road at Chattanooga this weekend. Abilene Christian able to bounce back after the loss to Stephen F. Austin. Wildcats improved to 2-0 in the new look whack. 5-2 overall, very much in the playoff hunt. Weber State, as we mentioned, they just blew out Portland State. Was never a close game there, 42-7. Portland State didn't find the end zone until the fourth quarter. Eastern Kentucky starting to wobble a little bit right now. They lose at home to Sam Houston State. Maybe Sam Houston's getting a little better here as we get into the middle portion of the season. But all of a sudden, Eastern Kentucky sitting at 3-3 three and three on the year. Fordham, that offense continues to hum. Fordham in the top 25 now. They are 6-1, and 
45-14 all over Stony Brook. Sac State, we mentioned, yet to trail this year. They are 6-0, 3-0 in the big sky. They go up to the red turf, 52-28 over Eastern Washington. Now, th this game was dicey for just a moment or so in the first half. Sac State was up 21-0 after one quarter. You know how quick Eastern's offense likes to move and work. Eastern scored three unanswered touchdowns to tie the game at 21 but Sac State still had time to sneak in two touchdowns before the break. Never looked back from there. Sac State, they host Montana this weekend, but I think there's a, a little bit of wind that's been taken out of the sail of that matchup. And it's unfortunate because following the Dakota marker game from this past weekend, I thought that the hype and the headlines surrounding a Montana-Sac State undefeated versus undefeated matchup had a chance to generate more buzz than what we had with the Dakota Marker game, an NDSU team that was limping going into the matchup against the South Dakota State team that just really hadn't impressed you a whole lot on offense. But Montana now in the loss column. And you could thank the Idaho Vandals for that, the little brown Stein is headed back to Moscow, and we're joined by Chris King, voice of the Vandals, to break down Idaho's early season success and the big upset win in Missoula. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, for the first time since the turn of the century or thereabouts, the little brown Stein is headed back to Moscow. Idaho over the weekend went to Montana, handed the Grizzlies their first loss of 2022. Chris King was on the call He's the voice of the Idaho Vandals and kind enough to join us on FCS Fever. Chris, I think everybody in the country after Idaho put a scare into Washington State and Indiana knew that Idaho would be better, if not the best they've been since returning to the FCS. But now we're seeing Idaho in a lot of top 10 polls at the start of the week. 
What type of buzz is there around this program after the big rivalry upset over Montana? I would say, Chris, and first off, uh, thanks for having me on. It's uh, it's pretty electric. I would say the buzz around Vandal football is the, the highest it's been since the Vandals uh, have returned to the big sky. And I would say that win on Saturday going into Missoula in front of a sold-out crowd and to over 26,000 fans and beating Montana 30 to 23. That was the best win for the Vandal football program since they beat Colorado State to win the famous Idaho Potato Bowl in 2016. So it is really a new era of Vandal football and so much credit. Uh, there's so much credit to go around, but I think it's appropriate to start at the top. Jason Eck is in his first year as the coach for the Vandals. And, you know, I'll throw this out right here. I, I would have to think. Um, he is a leading, leading candidate as the Big Sky Coach of the Year because if you look at the preseason polls, the Vandals were picked either eighth or ninth in the preseason polls. But I would say, and I've been able to be fortunate enough to, to watch this up close uh, week by week as the FCS Coach of the Year. He has done an incredible job. His staff has done an incredible job. The players have bought in. He's, they've done a great job of taking the guys that they inherited and credit to them for, for buying in with the new coaching staff and bringing in some transfers as well and putting this team forward that, you know, you talk about the rankings, Chris, and, you know, it really feels like a belief is the word with this team and every challenge that they have faced so far, they, I'd say they've answered the call. You know, there's two losses on the season, but I think if you're looking at this from a national FCS perspective, and you haven't followed the Vandals as close, you see they have two losses. But I don't even know if it does it justice to say they've lost to two FBS teams. This was not the equivalent to, you know, to losing to, to New Mexico State and New Mexico. Idaho went to Washington State in week one, which is at least proximity close, but you're going on the road to a Pac-12 school. And they were up by 10 at one point on Washington State. They were driving down the field and, and taking a shot to uh, get a touchdown that would have you know, tied the game with the point after, but Idaho was going to go for two for the win and, and threw an interception. The next week, they go to Bloomington, take on Indiana. The Vandals shut out Indiana in the first half at home for the Hoosiers, and Idaho was up by 10 at one point in that game before ultimately losing. So Idaho is undefeated in FCS games, undefeated in the big sky. Uh, it's been quite the rise so far this season, and it feels like it's it's just beginning not only for this year, uh, but for this new era of Vandal football. Yeah, big, big win not only for Idaho and the trajectory of that program under Jason Eck, but now Idaho is in a real conversation not only to get into the FCS playoffs, but maybe even to have a high seed. We'll take a look at the upcoming schedule for the Vandals in just a moment. But let's talk a little bit about Jason Eck. I mean, when this guy was hired in the offseason, I don't think there was much doubt across the FCS that this was a home run hire for Idaho. And, and for him to leave John Stigelmeyer's staff at South Dakota State and all the progress they had made getting so close to the national championship in the spring season of 21. It, it took a lot to pry him away from Brookings, South Dakota. Now, you're seeing with South Dakota State, now they're the number one team in the country after knocking off NDSU this past weekend. They haven't had the same success on offense, but you mentioned the defense for Idaho along with the offense coming along with the redshirt freshman quarterback in Giovanni McCoy. Has it been a, a big surprise to you being a close pulse on the program how quickly Jason Eck has been able to completely restore order in this program after a poor showing in the return to the FCS under Paul Petrino? 
You know, I don't know if surprise is the right word, but I just continue to be impressed by it. It really is such a remarkable job that him and his staff have done in year one. And uh, you mentioned Jason Eck. He was actually at Idaho at one point from 04 to 06, served under Nick Holt when he was head coach. And then Dennis Erickson in his one year, he had a short stint his second time around, his second tenure at Idaho, Jason Eck was on the staff. So he was very familiar with Moscow, very familiar with Idaho, goes out, has incredible success at South Dakota State, just so much respect uh, for, for the program for South Dakota State. So he takes over at Moscow, and then he brings Luke Schleichner with him, who was a, a really strong assistant at South Dakota State. And then he turns to a guy who was, you know, opposition to become his defensive coordinator. Rob Orich was on the staff at South Dakota, and he is the defensive coordinator now at Idaho and has done a fantastic job. And uh, to really do it justice, I should probably go down through every coach, but I know we don't have time to do that. But it's just been one heck of a staff that he has put together. And, you know, I think for Idaho, he described it when he was hired at the press conference was he viewed Idaho as the FCS sleeping giant. He compared it. He played at Wisconsin, and he said he thought it was similar to when Barry Alvarez, who he played for in Madison, took over at Wisconsin. And, you know, that was music to, to the ears of Vandal fans because that was kind of the thought. And, you know, the, the win-loss record hadn't quite been where Idaho had hoped since returning to the big sky. But Jason Eck, it just feels like he has a, a real feel for the this level and what it would take to have success right away. And uh, they've done a great job developing players, again, bringing in guys and the game plans that they have had for, for each individual challenge that they have faced has been awfully impressive. It is, it is a fun time for Vandal football. Uh, here on the Palouse. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Chris King with us. He's the voice of the Idaho Vandals. If you haven't heard, Idaho, well, they're legit. Top 10 team in the FCS. Many of the polls today after a big upset win over Montana over the weekend. I don't know if you can call it a, an upset. I mean, it was when the game occurred on Saturday, but now Idaho has jumped Montana in many of the polls. Let's talk about the quarterback I just mentioned, Giovanni McCoy. Uh, this guy played in a couple of games last season, was able to retain his redshirt freshman eligibility rolling into this season. And to do this against Montana's defense and to do this at Montana, pretty impressive. He goes 21 out of 27, 286, couple of touchdowns. He has been composed. He has, for the most part, been mistake-free, 12 touchdowns to three interceptions, almost 1,400 yards off to this 4-2 and two start. Why was he the guy Eck rolled with coming out of training camp? And, I mean, how special 
is this guy now and how special can he be as Idaho continues to grow its status in the FCS? He has been awfully impressive, and he has gotten better and better each week. And it was a tough quarterback competition. C.J. Jordan, a returner who was uh, the Vandal starter that we got hurt shortly thereafter the conference season started for Idaho. He was, he was the starter going into Big Sky play for Idaho last year, competed with him. Uh, Jason Eck, Luke Schleissner brought in Jabori Gibbs, who had a really strong start to his career at South Dakota State. He ended up transferring to Idaho, unfortunately dealt with some injuries and uh, they've been really high on uh, a freshman quarterback, Jack Lane, as well, that the uh, guys were in the mix in that competition. But Giovanni McCoy uh, emerging as the guy that that won that competition. And, you know, the term that Jason Eck has used before about Giovanni McCoy is emotional stability. And Jason Eck, when he was at Idaho as an assistant during his first stint, he was on the staff with Jonathan Smith, who is now the head coach at Oregon State. And he said he got he learned that term from Jonathan Smith talking about quarterbacks, his emotional stability. And McCoy's emotional stability, a guy who doesn't get too high, too low, has been off the charts. He has three interceptions in six games this year. Two happened in the opener against Washington State. So going into uh, the game on Saturday against Montana, McCoy had gone four straight games without throwing an interception. He threw his third interception of the year against Montana. They almost returned it for a touchdown. They ultimately get a touchdown. And then Idaho was down 13 to five at that point. How does McCoy respond? The Vandals march down the field. They got the ball with a minute 48 to go in the first half. He leads into a touchdown in under a minute 30. So he is a guy who has just been so even keeled. And, uh, you know, a number that really jumps out completion percentage for McCoy. Giovanni McCoy, first in the big sky, third in the nation at the FCS level, a 73% completion percentage. And to go along with that, if you look at yards per pass attempt, McCoy is first in the big sky and 10th in the FCS when it comes to yards per pass attempt, which really makes that completion percentage even more impressive. So McCoy has twice already entered the Vandals single game record book this season for single game completion percentage. And there has been a number of fantastic quarterbacks in Idaho's history. And he's doing this all as a redshirt freshman. So uh, McCoy deserves a ton of credit, but also this coaching staff is putting him in a position to succeed. It's really just been uh, this great recipe so far for this success for Idaho. Looking ahead and now Idaho in a good spot. Not only does that win changed the trajectory of the season because it's a top five win on the road against a, a very polished and accomplished Montana program. But what it does now, it, it puts Idaho at a four and, and two record. And look, if you lose that game against Montana, you're three and three, and, and you can only really take one more loss. And, and even with one more loss, say it's against Sac State in a couple of weeks from now, not sure that the schedule and the resume would have been enough, even at 7-4 and four coming out of the big sky with two of those losses being against the FBS. You just don't know if the quality of wins would have been good enough to ensure Idaho a spot in the FCS playoffs. But certainly they get a gold star for the win at Montana. You look at the road the rest of the way. They host Portland State this weekend, then a very tough game the following week at Sacramento State. And Idaho closes in November with a home game against Eastern Washington. Still a good program, but nowhere near what they were in the Eric Berrier years. UC Davis is going to be tough Saturday, November 12th, and then closing it out, Battle of the Domes at Idaho State with a first-year head coach, but not having the same type of success as the Vandals under Jason X. So when you look at these final five games 
on the schedule. What are some things that you feel like Idaho has to do to ensure themselves a spot in the FCS playoffs? Because now I feel like, you know, even if they were to go 3-2 and two over these final five games, I feel like the Montana win paired with a seven-win season is just too much for a committee to ignore. But obviously, from the looks of it, Idaho's probably only going to be an underdog at Sac State and favored in the other four remaining games. I think you, you summed it up well, Chris. I would say the big thing for Idaho is you look five more games up this year. Three of them are at home. And, you know, as you pointed out, the one that sticks out like a sore thumb is, is clearly the toughest challenge left is the game at Sacramento State on October 29th. But I will say this being around this program there's a beautiful thing when, when you are around and witnessing uh, the start of something. You're at the beginning of something, and this really feels that way. And, and these guys believe. Jason Eck talked about at, after the WSU game, he has been very frank. If you haven't, uh, watch a press conference from him. Watch an interview. It's refreshing. It is not coach speak. Uh, he tells you what he thinks, and he, and he has fun doing it as well. And he said after the WSU game, he goes, you know, I'm not sure everyone in that locker room believed we could have won that game, but he said after and after we played as well we did against WSU, I think everyone in the locker room did. And these guys really believe. So Sac State's going to be tough, but Idaho, it, it kind of feels like the mantra has been you're playing with house money. You're the team that was picked eighth or ninth, uh, depending on the poll that you look at in the big sky. And you know, I think the talent is there. I think they they have shown that they can put it together. Now, again, Sac State's going to be a tough game. You can't overlook Eastern Washington. You can't overlook UC Davis. You can't, heck, you can't overlook any of these games with Portland State coming up this week or the finale against Idaho State. But they have things rolling right now, and it is a uh, it's a spot where where everyone on that team believes. And they have really created this special culture in such a short amount of time. And, and guys are having fun. And it's just really neat to see because when guys have fun, they're playing fast, they're playing loose, they're enjoying playing football. It's, it's really remarkable what can happen. And for the Vandals, again, I don't think there were a lot of people, maybe, maybe outside of the Idaho locker room, there weren't a lot of people who, who gave them a, a huge chance going into that game Saturday. But I think when you were looking at the schedule at the start of the season, when Idaho was going to play Montana and have to go to Washington Grizzly Stadium, not a lot of folks maybe gave Idaho a chance. But look look how that unfolded. So, so we will see. But again, I just sum it up by saying it's really neat to see the start of something. And that's the feeling of what things are like right now here in Moscow. Hey, full discretion, when I saw that line come out Saturday morning, Idaho plus 17, I told all my gambling friends, that's the line of the day. Idaho's not getting their butts kicked at Montana. There's a world where they win, and sure enough, they did. Chris King, thanks so much for your time. Great to catch up with you. Wish you and the Vandals the best of luck the rest of the way. Where can FCS football fans give you a follow on social media to keep up with your work and the work of the Vandals? Yeah, on Twitter, Chris King Sports, and uh, I just appreciate you having me on. It's fun to talk about the Vandals, and, uh, you know, I hope uh, this conversation with Idaho, you know, being in the mix in, in the top 25, I, I hope this is the, the start of something, as I said, because uh, Jason Eck has done a whale of a job, and uh, it's just going to be fun to see where the rest of this season goes for the Vandals. So, again, uh, I appreciate you having me on and for chatting about the Vandals. Thanks, Chris. All right, good stuff from Voice of the Vandals, Chris King. Shout out Tubbs to the club. Idaho is 
back on the FCS map. We are back at you on Thursday as we preview week eight. A lot of good ranked-on-ranked matchups on the docket. We will break them down. You've been listening to the FCS Fever Podcast presented by Betfred Sports on the Aaron Torres Media Feed. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.